You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is HHWJ. For those of you that don't know what HHWJ is, Jamie, why don't you tell us what HHWJ stands for? HHWJ stands for Happy Hour with Jamie, which everyone wants to have. Don't you agree? Yeah, it's great. Okay. So it's July 11th. Yeah. Do you know what July 11th is? Um. Well, I woke up this morning and got a Slurpee at 6 a.m. Ooh, it's 7-Eleven day. It is 7-Eleven day. Free Slurpees for all. Free Slurpees for all. It's a great thing. Who do we have here today with us? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Today we have Ryan Goody with us. Say hi, Ryan. Hi, guys. What's up, Ryan? How you doing? So Ryan was an agent for a little over a year with us before you got promoted. Is that right? Uh, Actually, on my one-year anniversary. Okay, so on his one-year anniversary, Ryan got promoted into the flight training program, um, which means that he will be opening his own store. Where's your store at, Ryan? Warren, Michigan. How many agents do you have so far? Uh, one, two, five. Five. Four. That's awesome, man. How's everything going? Uh, so far, so good. Uh, they're just starting to get into production, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, Jamie, everything's Jamie, does, going Does Ryan look a little nervous to you right now? Yeah, he said he wasn't nervous, but he's like all like tensed up and awkward. Well, then you made me nervous once I Shake got Shake it here. out. Or you poured a lot of Tito's in that cup. Drink it a little faster. Anyways, welcome <laughs> aboard, Ryan. We're happy to have you here, man. Uh, I wanted to start off a little different. Um, I look, I saw an article today, and I wanted to talk about it, and I thought that it would be good for people to to hear this article. So it's from Inman. For those of you that don't subscribe to Inman, it's a real estate publication, uh, all the latest and greatest news uh, in the real estate market and in the industry in general. And this article I found, it's called Why Real Estate Agents Fail. So I'm going to go over just a couple of bits and pieces from the article, and we'll talk about it. How's that sound? Um, It sounds like you're tying me down. That was but, definitely a tie down. <laughs> um, go ahead. Okay. So a uh, couple highlights real quick. So get out there. Be active, not passive. So what does that mean to you, Jamie? Get out there. Be active, not passive. I think that just means that you have to be proactive at all times. Real estate has always has to be on your mind no matter what. Um, I'm not saying that you can't turn it off and spend time with your friends, spend time with your family, spend time alone. But real estate always has to be top of mind. And I mean, we were laughing <laughs> at lunch today, Dave, because there was someone like eight or nine tables away from us and I heard the word negotiation and my head just popped up and Dave was like, you literally hear the word negotiation from a city away and you can hear it. So I think it's just keeping it top of mind. Ryan, what do you think? Pretty similar thoughts. I'd say, you know, always go after what you want. Don't let it just pass you by and, uh, you know, always put it out there. If you don't, if you don't take that shot, then you'll never know. Shoot so, your shot. Yep. Right. But, but exactly. I'm scared. What if someone tells me to fuck off? Oh, well. There's a lot more out there. A lot more opportunity. Right. So the article says there are three basic ways to get business. Can any of you guys guess? Either of you two guess what those three are. Ask for it. Okay. Hmm. 
I don't read, so I haven't seen this article. I mean, I guess always be talking about real estate and like Jamie said, ask for it, but for sure. So referrals, mm -hmm. prospecting, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It says there are three basic ways to get business. So for all of you listening to this podcast, listen closely. You can wait for it. What does waiting for it mean to you, Ryan? You're just waiting for it to come to you. Okay. Jamie? Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's the same thing. You do a good job, so you assume that referrals are going to come your way, and that's generally not how it works. Sure, exactly. Number two, you can buy it. What does that mean? Paying for your leads. Exactly. So different things you can do. You can buy leads on Zillow, Trulia, Realtor, all the 5 million websites out there that provide leads. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you can wait for it, which is just going about your daily business and waiting for the leads to come to you. Or what would be the last one? The suspense is killing me. The Just being active and going out and getting it, <laughs> right? So you can wait for it, you can buy it, or you can go out and chase after it every single day. Right? So those are the three three ways to get business. Ryan, can I ask you a question on that? Sure. Um, obviously, you had a really, really good first year, with the exception of like close friends or family members that worked with you. How did you proactively go find business? Um, I'd say a lot of it was referral based too. You do a good job; people are going to refer you out. They trust you. Mm-hmm. I'd say you know just staying in the office late coming in on the weekends, doing the extra, because if you're not talking to them, somebody else is. Perfect. Has that happened to you before? Yes. Yeah? When's the last time? About 15 minutes ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What happened? I received a text from a cousin of mine that said, hey, cousin, just listed my house. Bring me a buyer. Ouch. Yeah. Speaking of that, Tell us about your one cousin. Which cousin? You know which cousin. The one that closed the deal with with us. And then, yeah, yeah. go ahead. What about her? Just the, the story. It sucks. Well. Happens all the time though, right? Yeah. So that's a different cousin. Um, her and her brother both used her mom's boyfriend, which is totally fine. Great guy. Um, you know, it, it hurts when they don't use you, but. You got to come from an abundance mindset and know that there's a lot more out there. So, for sure. And then what happened? Jamie, did you hear this story? No, but Ryan must be very obnoxious at like family Christmases because his cousins don't seem to want to work with them. Oh, they love me. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. See, here's the I'm thing. I'm just kidding. The, the cousin that used someone else to buy the house then oh, called yeah. Ryan and <laughs> asked him to help her move. Stop. Yeah. Did you help her? I did. Just said. A guy's guy, that one is. That's a good, that's a good, great right cousin. There. It is. All right. Is there any more of this article you want to yeah, talk about? Yeah. Yeah. So the second part of it is just being consistent and being disciplined. So we'll get into that with some of the questions that we ask you here in a little bit, but just being consistent with what you do every single day um, and just being disciplined every single day to do the same thing over and over again, even though it's extremely, extremely boring. Right. Yep. So Ryan can, Ryan can speak to that because I mean, he's, Say he's per- very consistent. You know, he's at the office at the same time every morning for the most part. 
Yeah. Um, Except for when he forgets his headphones. Did you find your headphones, by the way? I did not. My house is still a construction zone, so I got to find him. That sucks. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so let's move on. Um, Speaking of routines and discipline, what does your routine look like, Ryan? So a while back, I joined an accountability group with uh, one of the owners and my old store leader and uh, a few other agents where we get up at 5 a.m. every day, either do something to get our day started, either uh, work out or stretch, yoga, read, whatever it is to get our day started in office by 7.30 at the latest. And, uh, you know, we're all constantly texting each other in the morning, make sure we're on top of it. And uh, I feel like, you know, I've seen the agents that join that group and their business does go up with that. So so it's funny because Ryan Duffy was the last guest on the show, right? And he talked about the same accountability group and he said the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Isn't it annoying though, getting those messages in the morning? You get used to it. Yeah. Do you think that if you left the group that you'd do the same thing? Absolutely not. No. Did you see your business change when you joined the group or what effect did it have on you? Because like when I first met you and when we first started working together, like, yeah, you were at the office, you were grinding, but you weren't that disciplined. Right. And yeah, Devo is all about routine and uh, very disciplined. So that's something I kind of picked up from him. It's not easy, but uh, it definitely pays off. Okay. Okay. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Ryan has was with us for a year before they decided to ask you to join the training to open your own store. Correct. Why do you think they chose you? You know what? I don't really know. You I don't mean, know. I was doing the right things every day, and I guess I set a good example was always win- willing to help out the other agents in my store, so probably just took notice. What were your initial thoughts when they asked you? I remember Kevin brought me in the uh, the room at OP. Oh, boy. And, uh, he was like, oh, fuck, what did I do? I was here at 7, I promise. <laughs> I didn't know what it was about, but uh, once he started talking about it, I'm like, really? I've only, I haven't even been in a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still, I'm still learning every day, which I mean, in this business, you're always going to be learning every single day. For sure. We all are. So when he said that, you know, he's like, you know, we're just talking about it right now. Would you be interested? And I, I wasn't going to say no. So I'm like, yeah, I'll figure it out as I go. So I was in that room when we voted and I voted for you. Um, and the reason that people get selected is because they have leadership qualities um that they've displayed at some point or another and at the end of the day leaders are selected based on their potential to be a great leader not because they already are a great leader uh it's all about potential right so that's what you know that's kind of what we saw in you when when you were picked so um i mean you you do the right things every day you work hard you grind you it's it's really hard to do the same thing over and over and and especially when you can't see the results yet you know right uh, it's really hard to believe in and matter of fact you brought that up on facebook right like you you asked, asked what, the, what biggest... the biggest challenge is and you said believing in something what was it that you can't see yet or something like that yeah yeah believing in believing in something that you can't yet see 
So it, it's not an easy thing to do, but I mean, I, I think you've done a pretty good job lately, you know, and, and up to this point. So, Appreciate which I that. think is why we're all here, right? Like Ryan, what you're doing now is fucking hard. Like it's way harder than what you were doing. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like prospecting is tough. We know that dealing with transactions is tough, but now you have this whole other layer of things that you're dealing with, whether it's recruiting or coaching or answering questions from your people. Like there's, so much that goes into it and i would have to assume that most of us believe that we're you know we're working for something we can't see yet we don't know what it looks like no definitely we're always working for something more we all want better lives and uh you know i was given this opportunity in this company and uh at the end of the day we're all trying to get better and i just want to help other people get better and have the same opportunities Love that cool what would you say is the most difficult thing you've had to do in the last six months? Hmm. I don't know. There's a lot going on. Uh, oh, 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 what? There's a call coming in. Hold on one second. Hello? Hello? Hi, who, who's this? This is Kevin. Kevin. Devo, what's up, buddy? Oh, not much. How are you, Jamie? Oh, I'm good. I'm so glad you called. We're just uh, we're hanging out with Ryan Ryan Goody right now. We're uh, recording the podcast, and uh, you know, we, we we couldn't help but talk about you. Obviously, uh, Ryan was uh, at Oak Park for quite some time, and uh, as a matter of fact, what we were just we just asked him why he thought he got selected to be in flight training. So, Devo, why okay. don't you t- why, why don't you tell us a little bit about Ryan and why you think he got selected to be in flight training with us? Sure. Well, hi, Ryan. How you doing, Kev? <laughs> doing well. Well, uh, don't get too overconfident after these, these, these time words I'm going to share with you. Oh, no, never. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Ryan Goody, why Ryan Goody? Um, well, there's a lot of reasons why. Um, you know, from day one, Ryan was a, a person that came to work and was an active listener. And all he wanted to do was to learn, absorb, and copy what, uh, what he thought successful agents were doing. So he, he did that, and he was someone that was kind of thirsty for knowledge and, and guidance and coaching. So the discipline that he didn't know he had, he found, because he saw that's what you know, his surrounding successful agents were, were doing. Um so the nice thing about Ryan was it was easy. You sit down with Ryan for 30 minutes, you go over where he's at, you talk about where he wants to be, and you give him a few suggestions to tweak what he's already doing. And it's not an argument, it's not a challenge to get him to do those things because he wants to. So, you know, kind of hats off from the beginning for Ryan because it was, it was never... There was never somebody that you had to keep poking the bear to get the, the most the most out of them. It was he was coming to me, you know, Devo, what else can I do? Or you know, how can I not just make my life better financially, but you know, what what other areas can we work on? Whether it's health, fitness, um, just overall, um, day to day. And uh I think that was the key reason why he was 
more or less a shoo-in. He stuck to a game plan. He worked harder than the competition. And Ryan's a smart guy. So he, he definitely absorbs things pretty quickly. So that was a, a huge contributing factor to very smart guy putting the work ethic. You know, it's, it's, it's a recipe for the right leader because he's uh, the best leaders are the ones that can be led. You know what the funny you know what the funny thing about uh Goody is Devo, which I'm sure you can agree with me, is that even still to this day, he doesn't realize how disciplined he is and he doesn't understand how like rare and unique it is to be someone who always wants to get better and wants more knowledge and will do anything it takes to to get where he wants to be. And I still I think to this day he still doesn't realize how unique that is. All right, guys. Brian's not gonna be able to get his head through the door wall over here. <laughs> oh, I, we have some. We have some real feedback for him. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it, it, that's definitely that. You know, Ryan. Uh, you know, you're you're great in a lot of ways, and you know, Jamie hit the nail on the head with with that in particular. It's it's unique in, in the fact that you're never satisfied, and you know, anything that or any successful person, regardless of what they're doing in life. If you're satisfied with, you know, if I compare this to something I have some passion about right now in, in golf, is if you're satisfied with shooting an 80, well, then you'll never shoot a 79. So it's uh, it's definitely something Ryan's always done. You know, he writes a million. He's not satisfied that with that. He's going to write 1.5. And then he's going to write two. And he, it's just, he, he's great at getting over a limited belief and, and moving on and, and getting to the next one. For sure. So now on to the question that makes me happier all the time. So if you had to choose one thing that Ryan needs to focus on or has area to grow in, what would you say it is? One area. Um, I would say it goes directly with, you know, the, the, I guess the coaching aspect with, with, with what he's doing now is just being a little bit more, a little bit harder, I guess. Um, be as hard as you are on yourself and the people you coach. Good advice. So the area of improve, improvement is, I know how hard you are on yourself, Ryan. Don't be afraid to be equally as hard on someone that you see the potential that you see, you see potential in them to be the next Ryan Goody. The next Ryan Goody. (laughs) One is enough, please. There's a sequel. (laughs) Part two. Yeah. Anyone have any questions, more questions for Devo? Um, I, I don't think I do. Um, Devo. Actually, I'm going to keep him on the line for this next question I have. Ooh. Just because I want you to listen. So, Goody, the question is for you. And the reason for my question is twofold. (laughs) So, you spent a lot of time at Oak Park, in which you just got done telling us how much Devo has taught you and how much he helped you grow. So, I want you to tell everyone the biggest thing that you took from working with Devo and now you're with Dave, and then the biggest thing that you took from working with Dave and how it changed your life or your business or your mindset or anything like that. Okay. So, yeah, I spent, what, a year at Oak Park with Devo? Yep. 
I mean, I learned a lot from him. I mean, same with you, Jamie. I mean, you've been around since my, what, 11th deal on. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot from you. Appreciate all you guys. Um, and then I spent the last year with Dave over at Southfield. So biggest thing from Devo, I mean, always held me accountable, um, saw the potential and kept pushing me. You know, I never wanted to let him down. And same with Dave. Um, Devo is very disciplined, always looking for a new way to get better. Um, Dave, similar, smart, one of the smartest guys I know, always coming up with different stats and, you know, different ways to explain things that make sense to people. So a little bit different styles, but at the end of the day, they're both some of our top producers. And I mean, what can't you learn from them? So, well, why thank you? <laughs> no problem. Good answer. All right. Do you have anything else for Devo, Dave? Yeah, Devo, what's co- what's cooking tonight, man? What's going on at four o'clock? Oh, four o'clock. You know what? After this this little call here, I'm going to shoot over to one of the markets in town and I'm going to fire up some burgers and dogs. And I think I'm going to have you on the grill, Dave. So, I'm going to purchase it. The what? The ones and twos <laughs> of the barbecue grill, huh? Yeah, I think we're going to put up that barbecue grill. It's just too nice out. Not the, the little barbecue going and maybe a couple brews at the office there for the for the people that hit their goals. Hey, while you're while you're at the market, can you pick me up a six pack of white claw? Oh, you know it's already in the, it's already in the cooler, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing a, we're doing a late night tonight, right, Kevin? Yes, sir. Okay, so yes, sir. what what is the benefit? of doing a late night for an agent's business? I mean, there's multiple layers of the benefits of that. I mean, the the few that stick out in particular are people are off work. So your your octane, your your pickup rate and prospecting is going to be a lot higher. And um, nobody else is doing it, right? There's not a whole lot of agents out there that will put that much work ethic in. a lot of times, kind of the standard model is I'm going to prospect every day, but I'm going to do it from 9 to 10 or 9 to 11 or 9 to noon. Uh, not a whole lot of people out there take the time out of their life or put the hours in that we do to pick a day or a couple days a week to jump on a, you know, a 4 to 7 block and make 100 to 150 phone calls, talk to 20 to 50 people, build some relationships, add some value. And, uh, you know, stack that pipeline is, uh, as Dave always taught us, you know, we've got to be looking at your pipeline and, and adding layers to it. For sure. Well, well, we'll see you there, man. Make sure you get, uh, certified Angus for me. All right. <laughs> I'm uh, asking to sleep by the butcher. You know, it's, it's too bad. <laughs> I got a coming oh, next man. week. And I was like, if I would have had that, Dave would have been a smiling man if I did with that much meat. Oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kev, thanks for calling in, man. Uh, we will see you soon, okay? Bye, Devo. All thanks, right. Kevin. All right, see you, Jamie. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Ryan. Later. See you, man. All right, so we have a handful Ooh. of questions for you. Are you ready for them? Sure. Let's go back to Dave's initial question before Devo uh, interrupted. What's the hardest thing you've done in the last six months? I'd say just having tough conversations with the agents that I've taken on. Um, you know, it's never an easy conversation to have or to tell people, you know, what to do. But 
at the end of the day, it's for their benefit and to make them better. So, Are you reading any books right now? Uh, I wish I had the time. Um, trying to get into some, some uh, what are they, the audio books? Yeah, Audible. Audible, yep. It's I have a, a couple way. on there, but I need to make more time for that. I heard sure. you say you wish you had the time. So... What do you think you could like? What do you think you could cut out? What do you think you show houses a lot, right? A lot, yeah, a fucking lot. Mm-hmm. Sure, is calling me when you're on the road, mostly because I think you're bored mm. most of the time. Mr. Voice, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> do you? When do you think you could make time to read books? Because I'm with you. Like when I get home from work, I don't want to use my brain at all. Uh, I'd say instead of maybe calling you. I could uh, <laughs> That's not what I meant, but okay. <laughs> throw throw the audio book on, uh, maybe okay. in between showings on the way back and forth, letting my dog out every day. Uh, you know, that's an hour worth of book I can listen to. My recommendation is you looking to Dave for advice on books because, as much as it hurts to say, like you said, he's one of the smartest people I know, and it's because he reads so fucking much. Mm-hmm. So realistically, you just need thirty minutes a day. And 30 minutes a day times seven days a week. Three times seven is 21. 21, so 210 hours. How many? 210, 210 minutes. minutes. How many hours is that? Six, 12, eight, three, uh, and, a half three hours. and a half hours. So it would literally take you two weeks to finish one book if you just listen to a book half an hour a day. I've been recently, I've been super, super fascinated by the subconscious. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard me talk about this. The best time, the, the, the time when your subconscious is most active, I'm going to pause on that. Ryan, what do you do before you go to bed? Don't get too graphic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I go to bed? Like, let's say, okay, so you've done everything you need to do. You hop into bed. You plug your phone on the charger. What do you do that last, like, 15, 20 minutes before you go to bed? Do you scroll through social media? Uh, actually, I leave my phone on the charger on my dresser, and I have something on TV, something that I can fall asleep to that I've seen probably a hundred times, maybe entourage. It's or generally office. friends. He's not going to say that out loud right now, but he watches friends every night because we're going to join trivia groups. So, Easy. so, okay. So that's a perfect example. A lot of people either they go on social media, they swipe through like they're aimlessly, like you're not even looking at anything. You're just doing this. You're just kind of scrolling through, right? You go to your Instagram, you're scrolling through, you go to your snap. It's like, it's almost like you're just trying to clear out all notifications. Mm-hmm. And it's just habit forming, right? Like it's just you just that's what you do. Like I sometimes so do it. I'm trying to break that habit. Um and the subconscious so the back to the subconscious thing I was talking about. So your subconscious is most active that last hour you're awake, right before bed, because your brain your brain's getting ready to dream. So if you pump your brain full of information, aka a book or an audio book or whatever, and I think in Audible you can set like sleep timers. Okay. So if you know you're going to fall asleep and it takes you 20 minutes to fall asleep, set it for maybe 30 minutes and just listen to that, that last 15, 20, 30 minutes of your night and that will just burn into your brain. So you'll hear a lot of gurus say, read 50 books in a year. Well, another guy that I've been following lately, Tim Grover uh, from Relentless, he's the coach for or was the coach for Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade upper echelon athletes um where was i going i just lost my train of thought 
Another guy you've been listening to, Relentless. Tim Grover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said, he said it's, instead of listening to 50 books in a year, listen to one book 50 times. Because the repetition, which we've all heard of a million times, repeti- repetition leads to, you know, that practice leads to perfection and to mastery. Mm-hmm. If you just listen to the same thing 50 times in a year, imagine how well-versed you'd be in that topic. Right? So that makes sense. That's that's one little nugget I I that I that I've been working on lately that I think anybody can benefit from is and it's really there's not it's not hard to do listen to something or read for the last 30 to 60 minutes of your night before you go to bed. Dave, what uh what book are you listening to? 50 um, or 50 times, 500 times, 50. I'm currently 50. listening to so has anybody heard of Napoleon Hill? Think and Grow Rich? You've heard of Think and Grow Rich? I've heard like of it. But... it. Sitting on my desk at the office. So he's right. got a book that I actually uh, Jamie Number told me about. It's called Outwitting the Devil. And basically, that book, it's not what it seems, um, but it's basically about staying dialed in and focused in on what your true purpose is in life and not drifting, which is what we tend to do a lot, is, mm-hmm. you know, just. If you don't have a clear and defined purpose, you're just going to drift through life. So I just I just started that book. Um, so I'm listening to that right now. Okay. What book do you recommend that Ryan listens to first because he's going to start tomorrow? Um, if I were him, I'd listen to the so John Maxwell, mm-hmm. the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Yep, I already went through that. Okay. In flight training. Okay. So how about the five levels of leadership? Same author, John Maxwell. Don't think I hit that. That's one a yet. good one. Read that one. The five levels of leadership is a good one. So write that one down. Sweet. All right, Rye. Um, so before you joined our team, you owned a little Caesars. Well, you still own a little Caesars. Were you doing anything else? Uh, I worked at a small tech company. Okay. Doing purchasing and logistics. Sounds boring. It was. Yeah. Fuck, that sounds painful. I know. It was. Why? Um, there's two parts of this question. So why did you decide, hey, I'm going to do real estate? Uh, funny you ask. My uh, One of my best friends is a lender. And, uh, well, he was kind of hounding me to get in. He said, the market's great. You know, you're not happy where you're at. And uh, so I decided to take a week off my last job take the pre-licensure course and you know i didn't hate it i'm like well this is pretty interesting and the fact that you can make as much as you want with the work you're willing to put in i mean that was probably the biggest sell and uh you know i was just sick of working for somebody else making them a lot of money not getting raises you know not doing better for myself i figured why not do something for myself and you know better my life you said he's a lender yeah so you could have done the same thing if you went to mortgages, right? Maybe. Why didn't you do that? Good question. I mean, I I don't want to be stuck in an office all day. Okay. I I don't love showing houses 24-7, but I like being out on the road here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think just the whole building relationships, being able to help people out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the biggest transactions of their life. So, you know, being there for them, having their back, uh, I just like to help people. So, Okay. How many brokerages did you interview with? Uh, just one. Just one? Just real team? Mm-hmm. Why? 
So I had a college class with one of the owners, Erica, and uh, we were friends on Facebook. I'd see, you know, what they had going on with the brokerage, all the fun they were having. It didn't seem like a hard job. I mean, it is a hard job, trust me. 24-7, I mean, you guys know. We're really good at pretending like it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, so I I see the, the videos and everything they were doing for their employees, which would never happen at my last job. And, uh, you know, I already had it in my head. I had a couple reach out to me, a couple of brokerages, and see if I was interested in coming in for an interview. And even after I started here, same thing, um, trying to get me over there to come talk with them, see what they were about. I already had my mind made up, though. And uh, I think Erica gave my information to Devo, who called me every two to three weeks. And I told him, look, Dude, I am committed to you guys, but I need to save up some money first Mm -hmm. because, you know, this career isn't, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, especially when you first start. So for sure, once I saw what they were about, there was no question where I wanted to be. Awesome. What do you got, Dave? Um, what's the market doing right now, Ryan? Let me see how much he pays attention to me in huddles. All right, so we just went over this yesterday. Uh, we just hit the 4th of July, so we're pretty much at the peak of the year. So market's still hot, still seller's market. Um, you know, this is the point in the year where, you know, it doesn't really slow down, but I guess in a sense it does. Prices will start to dip towards the end of the year a little bit and then pick back up. Okay, so you were paying attention. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Jamie, you got anything for him? Um, yeah, I, I do. We have a couple more questions before the fire round. The fire round's fun, right? Sounds exciting. Don't look nervous. All right. Um, (laughs) this is going to be a great question for you. It's going to make me really happy. What is your, (laughs) anyone who knows Ryan Goody is going to laugh when I ask him this question because we all know it's just going to be awkward as fuck. What's your go-to move to close someone? Really? I feel like I know what answer you're looking for. No, I'm not looking for any answer. My go-to move to close somebody. Hmm. And Saved by the Bell. Do we have another caller? Hello. Well, hello. Whoa, it's Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, we miss you, man. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. We are here with Ryan Goody. Hey, Tom. I heard that Mr. Goody was on uh, on the show, and I just wanted to make sure to call in and say hello. For sure. Tom, where are you at right now? Uh, I'm in the, the southernmost point of the upper peninsula of Michigan in a, in a little island called Boys Lake Island. Oh, okay. And you're just, well, you're just doing a little family vacay up there? Yeah, a little family vacay. I got the, uh, the boys up here for uh, like 10, 15 days. Nice. Pretty relaxing. So th- for those of you that might not know that in listener world, Tommy, you guys have owned that, that property on Boys Blank Island for a long time, right? It's been in the family for a while. Yeah, sure has. Uh, at, at least fifty plus years. That's amazing, man. How's the weather? Yeah, you know, uh, the weather's great. We had a big storm yesterday, um, but uh, other than that, the weather's been great. The bugs are kind of bad up here, though. A lot of mosquitoes, a lot of flies. A lot of mosquitoes, a lot of flies. That's kind of everywhere yeah, in Michigan, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so what are we talking about with Mister Gooey? A lot. 
Um, we've had what did I miss? We've had about forty minutes of good conversation. Um, my last question to him was, "What is your go-to move when you're going to close someone?" Um, and he got really nervous at that question, <laughs> so he was really excited that you called in. Oh, really? So what? So what is it? Still thinking about that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean. I just try and be as honest as possible and come up from a place of contribution. So So the opposite when you're like trying to close a girl. Mm, pretty similar. <laughs> so you're just you so you're just genuine. Yeah. I mean, I can relate to that. I try to do that a lot too in my um, you know, sales spiels, I guess. Um, just being genuine and people you'll connect with people, right? Mhm. Tom, do you do you agree with that? Uh yeah. I, I, I'm guessing now that he probably uses a series of soft closes all along. Or am I off base with that? No, that's true. I mean, I've been trying to role play with my agents, um, you know, at least a few times a week besides the morning role play call we do. And, uh, you know, I'm full of soft closes during that. So just trying to teach them the right way of doing things. And, uh, you know, I guess that's helped me. Um, you know, helping them has helped me too. So, you know, it's always continuing. Tommy, you have any other questions? What are some, of, what are some of the soft closes that you use throughout your presentation? I mean, pretty much everything you guys taught us. Uh, you know, soft close on the pictures, on uh, on showing time, stuff like that. Right. I, I feel like a, a series of several well-placed soft closes equals a head close. Right. I agree. However, there's always room in the, uh, in the old toolkit for a nice, strong, hard close. And Maybe we should take role-playing those a little more. I, 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 work on well. it with, I work on it with Goody all the time, but he's still a little timid <laughs> two years later, so we're still working on his hard closes. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, his results show that whatever he's doing, working pretty well i agree i agree all right tommy well thanks for calling in all right i love you guys. enjoy your time with your and, family uh, and we love you and we are excited for you to come back all right well i'll be there in, uh, in a couple of weeks tom if i can't if i just cannot stand it that you're gone for that much longer i uh-huh. may uh-huh. hit 75 north just saying that's fine. Hit 75 north to Sheboygan and hop on the ferry. I'll come get you at the dock. Love that. All right, buddy. Have fun, man. All Thanks right. for calling. All Thanks, right. Tom. See you guys. Bye. Right. Ryan. Yeah. What kind of goals do you have for the second half? So we just started the second half, right? Yeah. Second half goals. Is it recruiting? Is it production? Is it both? What What do you have cooking? Uh, both. I mean, the first half of this year, most of my focus was put on recruiting to get my recruits in and, you know, get my store open. And then it came to a certain point where I still needed to make money. So my focus started to shift come springtime. And uh, then it's been on production. And now it's kind of a mixture, just trying to get the store up and going and then, you know, still make money in the process. Cool. I think, fire uh, round. Fire round already? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not even ready for it. All right. Well, um, I'll keep talking to Goody and looking in his eyes while you get ready oh, for oh, wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. All right. Ooh, the fire round. <laughs>
All right, I'm going first. Sure. What are the two latest injuries you've sustained, and how did they happen? Go. Uh, okay. So, first one is uh, my knee, which is recurring. I recurring. Yeah. Is it happening again and again and again? Yeah. You fucking old My man, meniscus. Um, How did you hurt it the last time? Well, I'll tell you the first time first. Uh, it was in hockey and then basketball, dancing at the club. The club. Uh, dancing at the yeah. club. I need, oh, wait, we need, we need to hear more about this. And if anyone's ever saw <laughs> Ryan Goody dance, you should be dying laughing right now. Because it's that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we were at Main Street Billiards, friend's birthday. <laughs> we were in the back part, I guess, where the dance floor is. And uh, I must have come down on my leg wrong and just kind of fell backwards. I'm like, geez, not again. Why were you up? What, were, what dance move were you? What uh, was happening? I he was doing the sprinkler. can't <laughs> disclose that. Oh, so, gotcha. And the latest injury uh, to my knee was a heated game of doubles ping pong at the Oak Park <laughs> office. <laughs> oh, yeah? Did yeah. you win at least? Uh, it was to be continued after oh, that. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Kind of froze up. They said it looked like I saw a ghost just froze and fell right into all the open house signs. Ouch. Yeah. And Devo, if you want to share the video recording with everyone in the audience, we'd be happy to see that. Slack general. Slack general, <laughs> please. All right, injury number two. Hmm. What else have you heard? What are you looking for here? I feel I like you know. already know the answer. No. Um, I Jamie, like, just for all back. the listeners out there, Jamie never asks a question. She doesn't already know the answer. Right. So. That's what I was thinking. Just call me Danny Shick Jr. <laughs> uh, let's see. Probably my back. <laughs> Another uh, ping pong injury. Whoa. I must not have uh, stretched too much. And uh, <laughs> I think I reached over the table too far, heard a pop. Decided not to. Oh, that's nothing. And then uh, two days later, I could barely walk, and now I have a uh, great relationship with a chiropractor. Okay. So two pretty serious injuries in uh, ping pong. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah, I should probably retire soon. It gets yeah. pretty competitive over there at Oak Park, though. With the with the ping pong. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I mean. Every game was competitive, whether it was singles <laughs> or doubles. I mean, nobody likes to lose. You're you're okay. You're a twin, right? Yeah. I'm gonna let Jamie ask the next question. Oh god. You're a twin? That's what they tell me. Okay. Which Identical? Uh we never got a test done, but we've won so many contests over in Twinsburg, Ohio growing up for a lookalike. Uh, <laughs> really? Okay. Is yeah. that a thing? Yeah. That's interesting. Did you win what did you win? Uh, medals. I can bring them in. You should bring them in. I should. Which one of you are better looking? Um, he'd say him. I'd say me. What do you think makes you better looking than him? Oh, there's so much. <laughs> I won't get into that though. No, not not the time. No. Gotcha. Okay. Dave, we've all done it. You've been doing real estate for two years. Just over, yeah. Okay. What was the biggest fuck up? That you committed in a transaction on behalf of a client. Like, is there one thing that you can go back to and say, oh, yeah, I fucked up and I had it cost me money out of my pocket to make it right? Has that ever happened to you? Uh, not that I can think of. Jamie, do you recall anything? No, but I'd knock on that wood fucking hard if I were you, man. Is this real wood? Yeah, it does. That's uh, probably a composite laminate. Or yeah. yeah, laminate. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, 
nothing out of my pocket. I'd say that 1.9 mil, the no proof of funds. Ooh, I like this story. Tell this story. I don't like this story. It depresses me. No, no, it doesn't. It made you smarter. And also, I'm going to preface the story. This is what made Ryan Goody realize that 99.9% of the time, JP is right and you should take her advice. Go ahead. You said that yesterday too. Um, so Webley came in what May of 2018, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I called them. We had a 45 minute conversation. The first conversation, I remember still, I was in the back of Oak Park by the ping pong table, back and forth talking to the guy, sweating, pacing. Uh, not really. I mean, he was pretty easygoing for the most part, and uh, you know he had this whole story. And, you know, I checked out, which, by the way, I didn't realize people can see when you look at their LinkedIn page. So you probably saw that I looked at it like 30 times. It definitely um, shows you how many times someone's looked at your profile. Exactly. And I think you get a notification too, right? N- yeah. Well, unless I you, hope you, you not. I actually, never get notifications. You <laughs> unless you're private. <laughs> okay. You actually have to look at like your notification, hit the notification tab, and it'll say such and such and so and so is your profile. Okay. So, Yeah. Um, nothing came of, I mean, right away, nothing came of that, you know, it was kind of a nurture. So follow up with them here and there. And, uh, was it around my birthday? We got it locked up. So I was at Southfield in October of 2018 and I sent him a for sale by owner and I was like, Hey, I think this is exactly what you're looking for. He said it was a gift, a wedding gift for his daughter. So, you know, <clears throat> Bullshit, rich people. number one. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, you know, everything on his LinkedIn kind of checked out with what he told me. And then I even went as far as going on the state of New York and looking up his LLCs and stuff like that. And uh, so we get out there. And, of course, you know, that day um, I was kind of in a scramble to get to the showing on time. And uh, I've never seen Ryan Goody look so good. He was suited and booted that day. Actually, I was. Yeah, I know. And uh, You brought your suit in. So then when I left, I uh, forgot my phone at the office, so I had to go back because I had to let him know that you know I might be running a couple minutes late, hop on 696, which I don't know why I didn't take Woodward, and uh, I hit traffic because a semi-truck was in like four different pieces spread all over the expressway. So at this point, I'm running late. Can well, I pause I'm, you real, real yeah. quick? So if that happened to me, I'm thinking final destination immediately. You see a sem- you're on your way to go do something huge, and you see a semi truck in four pieces. And I'm like, "Fuck, this is the end. This is not happening." Well, I guess it's your favorite picture, line. It was. This is the end. This is the end. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm texting with them back and forth, saying, "Hey, I'm running a little bit late." The uh, seller of the property had a hearing impairment, so she was only communicating through texting and was like, hey, are you here yet? I'm like, no, I'm running a little bit late. My client should be there. Uh, I'll be there momentarily. So I get there and, uh, you know, (laughs) I guess I pulled up and the client, the buyer I was showing was in a Chevy Cruze. (laughs) But hey, look at Warren Buffett. I mean, he still drives an older car. I don't know if it's fancy. So uh, we get there. We walk through the house. You know, he's talking, and supposedly this guy was a developer and, uh, you know, out in the tri-state area and had a project over on Detroit Tri-state, River. what are we, in New York? New Detroit York, County? New Jersey. Oh, like legit tri-state yeah. area? Okay. Yeah, he was from New Jersey. All right, talking shit. Let him finish. <laughs> All right, we're going to tell him to speed up a story, though. Yeah. Go. See? Hey, this is your fault. So, uh, 
get to the house. Everything's going great. Owners are there. They actually have a conversation. Supposedly, they both know Dan Gilbert and all this stuff. So hmm. we walk out of the house. He goes, uh, and you know, me and Jamie ran comps on it beforehand. Um, came up with around one point nine. He, I, I suggested that to him when we walked outside, and he said, "Yeah, write it up. Hundred thousand EMD. Uh, one point eight nine five. Uh, no, at this point I didn't, and I didn't want to, you know, offend him. And I kept stalking him, so I figured, you know, he seemed legit at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did you tell me when I said, "Hey, we need proof of funds"? Did you say that beforehand? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, I'll get him. I don't know. It's fine, I Jamie. I looked him up on the Google. It's fine. He has the money. I, I know him. he has. Uh, I know that he has the money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then. Got it under, I think you called me on my birthday. I was taking a nap from uh, just stressing over everything because <laughs> the night before, you called me an idiot for telling him that I was going to a Halloween party. I did call him an idiot because he was talking to a quote-unquote $2 million client, and Ryan was like, yeah, I'm about to go to a party. And I was like, all right, man, don't tell me you're going to a party. What's wrong with you? Hey, he's human, right? Well, we don't know. Well, at yeah, this point, at this point, so no. we get him under contract, hundred thousand dollar EMD, and, and then, uh, right after, so you know, he starts with the stories about, oh, I had to fly to Seattle, and then after that, he had to fly. I guess it was around a time that something happened over in Pennsylvania with a church shooting or something, mm-hmm. so he had to fly his secretary from New York over there, and he's like, I promise I'll get it all taken care of tomorrow morning. And then tomorrow morning comes, and he supposedly got in a bad car accident. So, you know, who knows if it really happened. Um, But everything from then on was through text. When I try and call, they text me after saying, oh, this is the daughter. This is So then they say, put it in the daughter's name. You know, it's going to go through the business anyway. So it got really, really messy. Yeah. And they kept dragging their feet, and it didn't go through. This was probably the time that I was the most patient with Ryan, though, because I knew that. And he probably didn't feel like I was being patient, but mm-hmm. I knew he was so excited about it. So I was like, bro, it's not happening, but okay. You think it's going to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have your back. I'm going to have your back. And then as bad as it hurt, I think I waited at least 30 minutes before I was like, I fucking told you, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Listen to me. I don't know if you waited that long. <laughs> you were pretty excited to say that. <laughs> I wasn't excited that it died, though, because that was – a really exciting time for you. Mm-hmm. All right. But hey, I have a, another buyer like that that seems a lot more legit. So we'll see. Yeah, but oh, next I time got... you're going to pro- probably cross your T's and dot your I's there, bub. So yeah. do you have a proof of funds this time? Uh, Yeah, <laughs> up to 1.5. But uh, I've seen his Lamborghini. I know he's a pretty big doctor over at Beaumont. So Where'd you find that uh, lead? That was actually... Uh, an ISA that's no longer with us handed it off a while back. So, so was sync. it a sync lead? Yeah, that was a sync lead. Nobody, I think he sent out a mass text and this guy replied, said, contact my wife. She's in charge of this. And uh, nobody else could go out to the appointment that night. I think two other people were given the opportunity, didn't go, went out there. He actually had another realtor coming over the next day, um, went out there, built some rapport. Um met his family and everything. And then after that, uh, he canceled the interview with the other agent. And, you know, I've shown him a few houses here and there, but, uh, you know, right now they're still opening the email. So I'm going to keep going. 
Gotcha. All right. Last question. It's our favorite question. It's two part. I'm going to give you the first part. Dave's going to give you the second. All right. What are your two favorite things in the world? It cannot be a person or an animal. Go. Wow. That put me on the spot. Um, family? Oh, it can't be a person. That's a person. Mm-hmm. Don't, Not be, a specific don't be cheesy. Person. Hmm. Let's see. You can be uh, inappropriate, inappropriate if you, yeah, if you, if you, like. need to. If it is hmm. a drug, then, then that's okay. <laughs> oh, so yeah, loaded question again. Uh, oh, let's just go with weed then. Okay, what's number two? <laughs> uh, hmm. Number two. Let's see. How long is this podcast? It's almost over. So yeah, this is your last yeah. question. You better go. Ship so, it. Ooh, the pressure is mounting. You can't handle it. Money. I don't know. We ooh okay, Lil Wayne. <laughs> Pussy money we <weed. laughs> All right, man. Hold on. Okay. I have no idea. All right, so you set me up for that. All right, so part two. So weed and money. <laughs> Which one would you give up? You have to give it up forever. Weed. For sure. No question. I can give it up right now. You can? If I wanted to. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. Fair enough. All right, man. Well, uh, it was it was fun. Um, thanks for for joining us. Sorry for that uh, outburst from Jamie here moments ago, uh, <laughs> and also to the audience, I apologize for that profusely. Yeah. And uh, do we know who's up next? Um. Uh, no. My uh, computer calendar doesn't sync with my iPhone. Oh, it's it's Devo. Oh. There you go, Devo, July twenty fifth. Don't be late. You love being late. Don't be late. Be there. Be square. All right. Thanks, Goody. We're thankful for you just as a human, and we are excited that you're with us, and we love you. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Bye.